1: The Bulletin. Well, the Bulletin's guest of honour this morning is uh, one Sam Ackerman, and uh, you only have to listen to the show once when Sam's on to know his passion for rugby league and uh, for the Warriors in particular. Uh, Sam, uh, good morning to you. Not going to go pitch invaders too much on you, although you would have been uh, grossly disappointed by what you saw, um, because we need to really get back to um, the reality of the fact that the the Warriors. Uh, didn't get up on a perform on a night where they perhaps left it too late.
0: Yeah, morning, Smithy. I think it's been uh, done to death. The only thing I'd say is that if you want real punishment, then I think anyone who's uh, made the pitch and is kept in a, a holding cell and made to front the players afterwards and see how they uh, how they feel about knowing that they. Uh, stole momentum um, from from a game. Uh, you've, everything else you've heard along the way. So, yeah, it's, it, it, what ticks me off the most about that is that I'm one of those people jumping up and down saying the NRL should do more, bring more games to New Zealand. Well, it won't happen. It won't happen. It's uh, that the the rug's been pulled uh, after Wellington and and Napier with that behaviour. So it's, you know, the rest we to be said. But as for the Warriors, yeah, they, they definitely left it late. And um, I person, I'm one of the, those who have no problems with that last try being ruled out because of, it's just it was a stupid play from uh, from Pompey. But the fact of the matter is that while they lost, the Warriors still find themselves in a reasonable position in this competition. So we shouldn't start thinking that it's the wheels falling off or it's a massive drama. I know they haven't had a, a huge uh, run of success of late, but the Warriors are sitting in eighth spot on fourteen points. Top spot is eighteen points. They're two wins off the best performing team in the uh, in the competition right now, and they've got six points on the bottom point uh, bottom place as well. It's that kind of comp they can move um, up and down pretty freely, but the Warriors are in as good a position as virtually every other team in the comp. So it's uh, not a bad spot for the the Warriors to find themselves given that they haven't been firing... In all cylinders. That said, um, the, some of the choices being made by the Warriors right now need to uh, be examined. Yes, they're in the contest. Yes, they're fighting their way back in there. And so we, we ask for uh, any team that um, you know flies the New Zealand flag, is that they uh, they dig in and give it a go. But just they just need smarter decisions. And if I if I was the mm-hmm. coach, I'd be dropping Adam Pompey just to send a message. I think it's pretty important that uh, that if you can't if you can't keep your head in those scenarios, there has to be some level of consequence. It's not Pompey's first time. Uh, doing that, he's he's a decent player, um, but I think that there needs to be some kind of message sent to the team that if you can't make, if you can't be counted on to make the right decisions, there is something that's got to pay for it.
1: What about you talk about the decision making? And I assume you're, you're talking around uh, you know the last play, the kicking options, etc. To a large degree, uh, Sam. What about the combo? um you know w- we saw luke metcalf come back into the uh the frame after a really impressive pre-season start to the season the combination with sean johnson what would you make of that
0: uh fed middling and for the first time out in that um in that session i'm i'm not particularly surprised he's played some first grade and uh, warriors fans um have got big raps on luke metcalf and remember at the start of the year I'd say almost the majority, just the majority of Warriors fans were calling for Metcalf to start and Johnson not to be in the team. That's how far, if we go back that stage, people were saying Johnson's past it. We we know he's kicked on and uh, and he's turned around um, his fortunes and the team's greatly the season Johnson. But that's that's how high people were in Metcalf. The kid's still only played seven first grade, eight now first grade games, so he is still very young. He's still very new, and we can't expect too much of him. I thought he had some nice touches, but obviously there were some that were a little. Um, uh, rusty as well, so I'm I'm comfortable for um, for that first game. I think a start against a, a Broncos team that um, was not at full strength was a, a good place for it. Um, I'm not somebody that thinks that the Broncos are necessarily ripe for the picking come Origin time because they have an incredible legacy of playing the baby Broncos as they call them, um, playing above their station during that period of the year. So you know that they could hold their own um, was not surprising against the Warriors. Uh, it, these these defeats are frustrating but I, I i'm still one that casts my mind back to last year smithy and go i would have taken that kind of loss against the broncos every day <laughs> twice on sunday last year so that performance is, is it still got enough in there for me to think that this warriors team is still tracking well
1: sammy haven't spoken to you since the confirmation that chanel harris tavita will return to the club Which puts a question mark over the spare playmaker position as such. What have you made of this signing?
0: I've never known the Warriors to have this glut of riches in a position like the halves. Remember that it was almost like a a dearth. They've had a lot of players and a lot of, you know, the squads have been full of half options but that's because none of them were holding their own in a position. I mean, cast your mind back to, um, there was a period there when like Grant Ravelli and and Michael Witt were holding uh, down a spot for a while but besides that, it's been an ebb and flow of people moving in and out of six and seven. When Johnson was uh, locking down seven, he would have played with countless Sixes along the way So uh, I think that the level Of depth in the halves And you can say With the outside backs Now considering We're still talking About the fact that Charles Dickel kluckstad And Roger Tui Varsashek Are both Incredible fullback options And one of them Will go in the centre And a quality centre Misses out Same with the outside backs That half glut Is uh, unbelievable In my mind I, I You know I'm I'm comfortable with Volkman um, being in the mix there, and we you know Tamari Martin's become almost a forgotten uh, part of the conversation uh, of late. I mean, surely he's going to come right back into it when they uh, when they come in. I I feel somebody, and I think that potentially um, uh, Chanel will be the guy, needs to become that roaming hooker kind of role um, uh, on the bench because uh, Javita's got a head on him. He can tackle. He's got a, a real high energy uh, there. He can play. He could throw him in the mix um, in the, uh, the middle if you needed to as well. So I... I presume that there's, uh, there needs to be a little bit of development in that way of some of the uh, six and sevens having uh, some nine tendencies to their game. But, Jesus, it's phenomenal. What, what, he's, a, he's a great character. Um, I, I always loved the tenacity he had when he played uh, for the Warriors. He's back so soon. is wonderful, but it's, um, I've, I've, like I say, I've never known there to be that kind of stockpile, and I'd love to see a bit more depth maybe um, thrown in some other areas. But um, when quality's there, quality's there.
1: Right, let's uh, look at what's coming up because uh, that is so, so important to stay competitive and stay in the eight, and that is the B side, which has yes. been in the eight since the first round, and that is the Dolphins. Uh, we're back, uh, returning back uh, to a place they're more familiar with, of course. You um, know, I, I, I look forward to this one. I think it's uh, quite mouthwatering for Wayne Bennett bringing his troops.
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait. I mean, it's, it's got it's got a, something spe- a special feel to it, and obviously the inaugural game for the. Uh, Warriors was against the Broncos that built this kind of rivalry. This is the first time they've played, and that it's happening here. And there's been a real history of camaraderie between the Dolphins and uh, the Warriors. For those who um, might not follow closely the details, when the Warriors were locked over in Australia, Redcliffe was their base. So uh, the resources shared, and the two clubs worked. In quite a symbiotic nature, which hopefully leads to a bit of a, a, um, a simmering rivalry in the in the competitive side rather than the nasty side. But I, I think these two sides are beautifully matched up for, uh, for what to, what's to come and the kind of ma- the kind of footy they can both play, I think will lead to a, a great game. And as I say, if this first game is uh, one that can be uh, that can stand out, it can build a, another really special rivalry for the Warriors.
1: Rightio, uh, tomorrow night uh, Sam, at it is State of Origin 1 It is at the, at the Adelaide Oval uh, So they take it to a neutral venue Again for Game 1 They should get um, a really healthy crowd Of course, it's not uh, so much A league state, but uh, they're taking it there uh, Latrell Mitchell out uh, First bit of bad news For New South Wales um, How do you see this?
0: Yeah, he's A big loss um, He is a um, they, You know as Phil Gould would overstatedly call him he's an origin player right he, he lifts to that arena uh, even if he's not going great at club land he can usually step up and uh, make a real mark when it comes to origin he's got a, a fights and the emotion is not to mention a um, a an incredible array of skills. So uh, he's a huge loss because he has also been in great form uh, along the way. So uh, Stephen Crichton um, has been in that arena before. He's won grand finals. Uh, he he knows what he's doing, but he's no Latrell Mitchell. So that, this is definitely a loss in my opinion um, and one that I imagine would be well targeted. But you know, Crichton has been with the camp the whole uh, the whole period for New South Wales so he has been training and practicing uh, he's not some he's just brought in and suddenly learning what they're trying to do so that is certainly of benefit but um, yeah, the, if if Munster and Cherry uh, Evans are smart and they are they will direct um, some big boppers in his direction to uh, make sure he feels under pressure because there have been occasions where uh, he has been a weak link uh, at origin level so I, I would definitely be um, seeing a lot of traffic his way but outside of that it's I, I still love the look of of the New South Wales backline. Um, it's it's very settled. Uh, it's very similar to the one that's been successful uh, in the past. Uh, Tom Travojevic is um, a player who we know what he's capable of when he's actually running around. And I say this with the greatest of love to, to Manly fans. With a, with a team that's going a bit, bit more decent than the Seagulls, I think that he's got some um, untapped potential to really throw himself into this game. So um, New South Wales... Theoretically you'd say kind of are the underdogs, but tell you what, if if Queensland had lost a player, they'd be jumping up and down saying, Oh God, the world's against us you know, oh another thing we've got to overcome you're forgetting the fact they've got these champion players along the way. So New South Wales, they just you know soldier on, get over it. Whereas um, Queensland need to make a drama of everything that the only stub toe or uh, anything goes wrong in their camp. So I'm I, I'm quite I'm quietly confident. But I, I think if there's a real area that I look at as a turning point, um, I'm I think New New South Wales may be a little bit weaker in my opinion. Uh, on the bench. I think that the Queensland bench is incredible, like Jai Arrow and Ruben Cotter, just they love love to get in there and roll their sleeves up um, when it comes to Origin. Uh, Big Tino and Harry Grant as well have, have achieved so much already as uh are We I mentioned the luxury of being able to tell Harry Grant you're not not capable of, not we're not going to start you in this uh, this arena. That's how well um, stacked that Queensland side is. So it's re- it's really well balanced. Really, really um, on a knife edge for me. I, I, I can't confidently sit here and tell you who I um, who I think is going to win like, no, with the knowledge. I, but I certainly feel that uh, that New South Wales have got a little bit of fire in them. And the player I'm probably looking at the most from either side. Hudson Young uh, in the second row making his debut. This is a bloke that a couple of years ago, a few years back, served two suspensions in a season for eye gouging. He's a bit of a, he's got a bit of grub in him, uh, and uh, how he how he responds to that uh, in the Origin arena, I'm really interested in. Uh, and uh, he'll be well matched by Tom Gilbert, who plays the same way for the Dolphins and for um, for Queensland. So when those two cross paths, if they do, I, I'll be sitting there with a popcorn, Smitty.
1: I'll bet you will, Sam. And uh, I look forward to chatting to you about it at some point in the in the near future as well. Uh, I can't wait for it either. Big advantage to win that first game. Hard to come back from oh, yes. uh, one nil down. So we'll look forward uh, to that with uh, relish. And of course, uh, the Warriors and the Dolphins next weekend. Uh, it's uh, three or four days of fantastic league coming up, Sam. Uh, brilliant to catch up with you, mate. Thank you for uh, summing that up for us. And uh, have a terrific day.
0: It is too, so like-